mean, you've been putting in work for so long. Putting in a lot of work. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 32 of Putting in Work. I'm John O'Peck. This week, a friend of mine, Brent Smith, the founder and owner of Hummingbird Cricket, is on the show. Brent makes handmade custom cricket bats. It's a bespoke custom build, working very closely with the buyer to create something that they're after. And Brent started this business with no background in that area at all. It's basically a one-man operation, aside from the help that he's had from Jesse Cussworth, previous guests on this show, who helped out with the design and some of the marketing, social media approaches and that kind of thing. So Brent's really taken this business, built it from scratch, and created a product that looks like a lot of people are pretty interested in. So it was great to sit down with Brent and kind of pick his brain about the thought process behind branching out and starting this business without really knowing what he was getting himself into, but having that desire to really own something and create something that he was proud of. So here is Brent. Enjoy the show. Tell me all about Hummingbird Cricket and how it started, basically. Well, it started, uh, well, the idea started uh, mid-2016. Me and uh, a fellow friend, Jesse Cusworth, started thinking and and what it would be like to actually get a, a cricket bat company started up and Went through the few numbers and ideas, and it all sort of fell into place quite naturally. So started uh, ordering some wood at the start of 2017, and all fell into place, and launched it July 2017. Yeah, but you never had done anything like this before. Nah. So originally, uh, just been doing repairs and and small jobs for guys around the cricket club and and local cricket clubs. But yeah, nothing on a full scale of of bats from from start to finish. No. So what made you think that it was something, A, that you wanted to do and B, that you could actually do? Always wanted to do it from a young age, so from being eight years old, watching watching cricketers always had a fascination with, with cricket bats and always wanted to get in or love, you know, equipment and that sort of thing. So that was always a passion from, from an early age, but to actually realise that I could do it. It was just a lot of research and, and asking people from overseas and other sort of international bat makers of tips and that sort of thing. So it just seemed natural for, for me to do it. And the, the side of it that you had to learn a few skills that you didn't have before? Yeah, so originally had just done repairs and, and small sort of small scale work, but to learn the skills of a draw knife and other tools that I haven't used before. So yeah, had to had to learn all those from scratch. What was that like? Yeah, good. <laughs> good. Um, yeah, there was definitely some some challenging moments that I was using with test bits of wood that were just hacked out. But you know, refining the skills and going back and asking more questions. Yet yeah, it all came up a treat by the time I actually started shaping real willow. So is it something you'd say is easier than it sounds? Because yeah. it sounds like you picked it up pretty. Yeah, it's really easy. <laughs> I mean, no, it's really hard. No one should ever attempt it. No, it's 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 quite easy once once you get the skills down. It's yeah. yeah, it's it's quite reasonable to to handle. Sure. And does it kind of make you because you've worked in retail and done like scuba diving and all kinds yeah. of different work? Does this kind of make you think you wish you'd gone down a path of carpentry or something, or is it a bit of a different? Um, no, I'm, you see the stuff that real carpenters do, and they're <laughs> they're amazing. I struggle to cut a forty five degree angle in a bit of wood, so I think carpentry and this sort of thing is completely different. The, the actual technical term of it is spoke shaving Hmm. so that's what the actual term of 
make a career about this. So it's it's nowhere near carpentry, and yeah. I never would ever class myself as a carpenter yeah, sure. at any stage. <laughs> You're not going to shave you out a canoe or something? No, not a chance, no. <laughs> and what do you actually look at your back? Like, how would, how would you describe your products compared to something like you pick off the shelf in a sports coat? The main difference would be each piece is, is separate to another piece. You see, um, you know, the, the bigger brands, they have a shape that they use. And no matter what the willow feels like or does or has knots in it or picks up differently or anything like that, they make the same shape out of that piece of wood where I'm under the standing that every bit of wood's different, every tree's different, and that the bat's going to have to be different depending on that bit of wood. So, yeah, I, I don't think I've made one bat that is exactly the same yet just because every bat will pick up differently and will have different sort of little bits of speciality to each bit of wood. Okay. And what kind of people are after a bat like this yes i'd be saying uh this sort of premium product would be aimed at more a top-end cricketer not ever probably yeah someone who really likes their gear and and isn't you know i'm not aiming at sort of the 15 year old kid who's playing and never knows if they're going to take it again it's for someone who loves their cricket and knows what a good bat looks like and wants one yeah Tell me about kind of the business side of this because there's the actual craftsmanship that we've kind of covered, but how did you go about establishing the business? Yeah, so the actual business, um, very new to home amateur businesses, so did have to ask a lot of advice from friends who have done it before, so Jesse, who I mentioned earlier. Previous guest on Yeah, previous guest, yeah. So I had to ask a lot of of questions of him and, and pick his brain a lot. He's been great, so... Yeah, sort of just picked it up along the way in terms of setting up websites and Instagram accounts and Facebooks and advertising sort of side of it. So you had to learn. That's probably what I had to learn the most was sort of how to advertise the brand. Sure. So what was the marketing approach? Marketing approach was um, try and do better quality and less of it. So instead of just flooding the market with, sort of just spam so to speak do less of it but do a better product which i think would sort of sum up our brand in the total that we're not a big market and we're not going to be pumping out you know thousands of bats and we're not going to be pumping out thousands of adverts across a year we're going to do less but we're going to do a better job of it and when you say we is that you and jesse we and jesse yeah and anyone else who uh yeah has helped along the way yeah and what did you find was the most successful approach to, to marketing? Um, most successful, I found Instagram to be probably the most that I've reached people through. Yeah. It's been amazing that you can sort of get a story and a picture together. Being a cricket bat, you know, people want to see it. They don't just want to hear about it. So, yeah, Instagram has been really, really good for us and had a lot of contact through that. Okay. So how much of it is word of mouth versus people clicking on hashtags on it's not so much been hashtags. It probably a lot of it has been word of mouth. Yeah. But to get the word out there, we've had to use Instagram. So initially, yeah, it was getting photos out there, getting people to see the labels and the bats and the shapes and that sort of thing. And then from there, especially being local, there's a lot of local cricket clubs and leagues, and the word is yeah spreading. So yeah, just before the season starting now. Yeah, we're getting a lot of contact with people trying to fix their bats and get a new bat for Christmas, and that word's yeah starting to spread now. So I think we launched it, yeah, right. the the perfect time. Yeah, I guess a, a big part of of a product like this is the design. 
So how did you come to the specific design for this? The labels or the well, bat? The, the labels and the bat itself. Because, I mean, the shape... The, the, I've looked at one of the bats over there and it looks fairly unique with that kind of high arc. Yeah. So the the bats themselves, yeah, it's just a shape that I've always liked. So it's very much like a player shape of the actual bat. So really full and, and, and meaty sort of bat. Um, in terms of the labels, yeah, we played around a lot. Jesse being... A, a graphic designer helped along the way and without him on that yeah this whole thing would have never have launched because that's probably the biggest thing that had stopped me in the first place was labels i didn't have any photoshop skills or anything like that so he came in really handy there but yeah the labels we played around for probably four months playing around with labels mm. just getting them perfect and the response we've had back from people has been amazing they will love them so the labels probably took the longest to sort of design the bat was, I always knew the shape that I wanted to do there, but the labels and that sort of it was, yeah, that, that took the longest by far. And what was it that made you settle on the one that you've got? Um, it just looked clean was probably the, the answer. You see a lot, of, um, a lot of companies who start off on a small scale and I find that they put their brand all over it and they really plaster their brand on big text and big fonts and... I just wanted something to look clean and, and classy from the start. It, yeah, it doesn't have the most advertising on it. It doesn't have hummingbird cricket planted all over the bat. Mm. But, it, yeah, it looks a lot cleaner and a lot, a lot nicer. And what was the hummingbird cricket origin itself? Yeah, so it started off with... was trying to Originally, I was trying to get an Australian animal as a brand, but a lot of the good ones were already taken up, so... Kookaburra. Yeah, Kookaburra, yeah, and all like all these other really big brands. So um started off just looking at other different birds. I always liked the idea of a bird on a on a bat, it just looked nice. And then yeah, I saw a hummingbird picture and it just it always always looked like a nice bird. I don't think anyone's looked at a hummingbird and gone, that's an ugly bird, but yeah. um yeah, and it just it just it we weren't really fussed about, you know, um other birds once we saw that one it was yeah, that's that's the one, so if you wanted to, you could go, oh, the hummingbird, it's controlled, it's elegant. It's yeah, it's, it's <laughs> nice. It's, it always looks like a nice bird. But it's always... It's mobile. Yeah, it's just... A, it's, yeah, I've never met anyone who's gone, geez, I had a hummingbird incident and geez, it scared me <laughs> off him for life. Like, <laughs> an incident, yeah. What would you say has been the, the hardest part of this project for you? Probably the confidence to actually start it. It's always nice hearing people saying, geez, you're good at this, you should do it on a bigger scale and you should start up your own company but it's actually getting the confidence to back yourself to do it i'm sure there's a million people out there who have a brilliant idea and just don't have the confidence to go for it but i feel like you can't fail if it's a passion for me this is a it's a passion and it's something that i love doing so even if i never sold a single bat and they just sat in my garage for the rest of my life like at least i know i've given it a go and Knowing that I've made a crew bat from starts from from scratch, from scratch and, and gone and, and done it, it's that's justification enough to to have started it all in the first place. Mm. And I guess so. Like there's creating the the bat from scratch, but you've actually successfully created a business from scratch. Whether or not you've sold a thousand bats or yeah. ten, you've got that. Was it daunting to look at the concept of? Yeah. Registering a business, yeah. Kind of this lot of questions I I've had for people in terms of domain names and ABNs and all that stuff. I've never even 
contemplated looking at before. So, yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it was, it's quite easy if you have people around you who know. It's quite simple if you have the knowledge around you. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's, mm. it's not hard. It's not long. It's not tricky. It's quite easy and just have to ask someone who knows, I guess. Yeah. Use the people that you yeah. have around you. You know, not one person's going to know every answer, but most people will have, you know, one answer for you. So you don't have to get all your resources from one person, but yeah, shop around, so to speak, with your friends. And leading up to the launch, how important was launch day? Because I know when I did my book and Jesse did his watch, it was like, okay, you got to build up the contacts, you got to build up some hype, and then everything needs to happen from the get-go to really succeed. Yeah, so we had... Yeah, probably three weeks of really pushing the socials quite hard. We had websites ready to launch. We had advertising posters ready to launch. We had everything ready. Yeah, and then on July 1st, it was yeah just clicking buttons on all the appropriate launching and had websites going live and answering emails. It was yeah We had emails coming pretty quickly, actually. I was quite surprised um, in terms of people wanting sponsorships and and all other sort of questions that people had for us. So People wanting free bats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people wanting free bats. Yeah, a lot of real young kids who play under 13s wanting $700 free bats. And yeah, it's kind of hard to tell a kid who who wants one so bad, no, sorry, mate, you can't have one. But Tell them to ask for it for Christmas. Yeah, it's pretty much it. Yeah, maybe Santa might bring it for you. <laughs> That's good. There must have been moments of doubt along the way where can I get this across the line? Is that something you had to get through? Or once you started, were you pretty confident that you had what it took to get across the line and, and sell a few of these? Yeah, I knew once I had a couple of bats made up, that it would be fine. I knew that once people saw them and you know picked them up and they held them in their hand, that there's no way that it wouldn't work. It's just getting them there. So yeah, getting across that doubt of can I get them? Is it possible? Is it the right price? Is it this? Is it that? Yeah, that, that was probably the trickiest thing. Um, but yeah, once having having them made, yeah, I didn't have any doubts in the world. Was July the first uh, strategic time to launch or was that just when you were ready to do it? Yeah, it was a few months before pre-season sort of kicked right. off. So most players start first weekend of October. Uh-huh. Pre-season usually starts, depending on the league that you're playing, two months out from that. And then July 1st is roughly two months out from pre-season. So it was, yeah, getting sort of four months ahead of season launch. Is that four months? Three months, four months? <laughs> yeah, ahead of season launch. That would give us the best chance to really get people knowing the brand before yeah. before the season starts. Because a lot of guys will want a new bat sort of every three years. They want a new bat. So sure. getting the brand out before... You know, they start looking at, you know, the more mainstream brands. Yeah, getting our brand out there before they start shopping at, you know, big shopping centres and that sort of thing and actually start looking local before that was, yeah, it was big for us. We had to really act big before our shoes, so to speak. Yeah. For people listening that don't know anything about cricket, the, yep. the cricket season is generally summer over here, which yep. is the latter part of the year. So. Do you expect when summer hits and the cricket season hits that some more interest will be generated and you'll have a lot more inquiries when people start seeing these bats in action? Yeah, so first year is always going to be the, the hardest in any business. Everyone, everyone's always said the first year is 
is going to be your toughest and you're not expected to break even. But yeah, our first sort of six months is going to be crunch time when the season starts. So that October to, to March is going to be our biggest period. So with Christmas in between there, obviously kids are going to want Christmas bats from Santa and between yeah start of October and December is going to be where I'm going to say 80 to 90% of all our sales are going to come. So you'll be battening down the hatches? Yeah. <laughs> How long does it take to do one bat? One bat um, from getting it on the workbench to putting it in its bag will be bit, yeah, about two hours. Okay. Yeah. Not as much as I thought, probably. No. So, yeah, the main portion of the work would take about, about an hour to do the main bit of the shaping. Uh, the next half, which would be the next hour, would be sanding, binding the handles, stickers, um, polishing and buffing the actual bat. So, yeah, yeah the actual shaping bit that everyone sees bat makers doing only takes about an hour to do. Sure. The people that have used them, what have, what's been the feedback so far? Yeah, loved them. Yeah. The pickups have been great. Touch, the quality, everything, they've, everyone, the response has been really good. So it's not much more you can ask for when you see someone go in and have a hit with them and they crunch the first four balls that they've hit, you know, and you're just like, yep, well, that's, that's my job. And it's you get a weird sensation of actually making something that people use in an activity getting enjoyment out of it you sort of get like um a secondhand enjoyment out of it as well it's quite weird to to see someone smile from something you've made so it's it's pretty good that's awesome what would you say would be your advice to anyone that's on the brink of starting a business or they've got an idea but they don't know if they can go through with it yeah it'd be back yourself that's that's the main thing it's if you believe you can do it it's it's amazing what you that you can do yeah that, that was probably my biggest thing that I had to overcome was backing myself once I had that that backing from a few real close friends and family yeah the, the business side of it took off and if it's a passion and you love doing it there's nothing that's really going to stop you the question that I ask everyone toward the end is <laughs> if, you, if you could do anything and know you wouldn't fail what would you do I could do anything and I know I couldn't fail um oh that is a good question <laughs> Professional golfer would be quite good. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting to walk around sunny golf courses all day, every day for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's, it's not too much worse than that, is there? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm trying to think of any, if you could be the best in the world at one thing. I'm not a golfer, but that would be like, you can't get hurt playing golf. Really. Can't get hurt. There's <laughs> plenty of money in it. Yeah. You see, yeah. Get a good tan. Get a good tan. Travel the world. And let's face it, you don't really have to train too hard for golf. <laughs> you, you can still have a few beers and still play golf, no worries. It's <laughs> good. And just with this business, what is the goal? What do you want to see happen, uh, after? I guess, after this summer? Yeah, so I, I'm not interested in, you know, taking over the world in, in cricket bats. That's, that's not what I'm aiming for. It's, it's more just having that bespoke company that people rely on, you know, I, I hate seeing these big brands that, you know, bats break every, you know, couple of matches, that sort of thing. I'd, I'd love to have a great product that people can rely and, and trust on my workmanship. And, yeah, I'm never going to be sort of had, you know, a bad word said about me. Okay. So you don't want to get to the, the stage where it's, a, I guess, a 
still a, a small business, but yeah. you're having employees and that kind of thing? No, no, I, I don't want that sort of big scale. Um, I just want to keep it small, yeah. keep it unique. Just like you. Just like me. <laughs> cool. Thanks for the chat, Brent. has been really good. Too easy. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's all right. Thanks for checking out the show. You can have a look at Brent's products over at hummingbirdcricket.com. They're also on Facebook and Instagram. Throw them a like. As always, you can catch me on Twitter at Jono himself. Until next week, keep putting in work.